You are you now, are now listening, to listening to The War Report Wednesday, Wednesday night, night War, war room, room. With your host, with your host Caesar, Caesar Walker It's your boy Caesar Walker Until I got my boys with me Mike, Mike. G, G. Get your weight up Strength and conditioning Development Ike Jones, Jones. Stop thinking with your emotions And watch the tape And be real Which is not normal for me It's taking something out of me are you ready? Because we are now locked and loaded for the Wednesday night war room. Let's go! Welcome, welcome to the Wednesday show. Hump day, gentlemen, how we feeling? Day. Mm, you know. It's Wednesday. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Listen, man. We are officially in the off season where news travels as slow as it possibly can. Yeah. Seems like no news is good news. Nobody left. But there's nobody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There have been no defections. Uh, <laughs> no one. No one asking for their uh, being released from their uh, national letter of intent. None of that. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, um, no. Uh, uh, Tennessee McDoubles getting handed out. None of that stuff. So, so far, so good. Quiet is OK for me right now. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Listen, guys, if you're new to the show, uh, please drop your location in the comments so we'll know where you're, you're watching and streaming this from. Also, smash that like button as always. Drop us a War Eagle. We always love to see that. I see and y'all uh, using the emoji. That's what yeah, we're talking about. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Shout out to our subscribers. War Eagle. Uh, TJ. TJ. So, uh, yeah, man, let's go ahead and get into the show, man. We, we already started off the question. Is there a media bias against teams not named Alabama? Yeah, Coach P in the house. Listen, is there what you media? got? I, I think I, I think this. It's not unfair to say that there's a media bias, but when you are the team that's been on top for the longest, I think you earn a little bit of uh, cushion. So you earn the bias. Yeah, I mean, but I, I mean, I think we have to define bias too. Like, uh, mm. so let's just kind of talk about or where favor. We this you earn from. favor. You you earn media favor. Well, so I mean, the idea came from the fact that, um, and I forgot whether it was on YouTube or Twitter, someone was talking about how um, coaches immediately get on the hot seat as soon as they don't have success at whatever school it is. Right? Like Gus Malzahn was always on the hot seat at Auburn. Which I don't know that that's one of the uh, that's not, it was, not he true. Was, the last he was four consistently years. on the hot seat, um, all because he wasn't able to have success against Alabama, and so like it made it where any small slip up on his part, his job was in question, and that's been the case for a lot of other schools around the conference uh, because there's a bias towards those other schools. But if you look at it from that perspective, it's not. You know, it's not the fault of the people in Tuscaloosa that they keep winning and people can't beat them. Right. Right. So like if you I would imagine it feels akin to being in the AFC East with the Patriots. Right. Like is every team up there getting whooped every year when Tom Brady was there. And so like is every coach in that division on the hot seat every year? Maybe. I don't know. But it's not. Yeah, it's his fault. They keep beating y'all. Y'all got win some games. Uh, Yeah. Right. Yeah. You get off the hot seat. show. Listen, I I don't think anybody is on the hot seat for not being able to beat Nick Saban. Right. Because if that was the case, everybody would get fired every year. Right. 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 So, like, 
let's go ahead. I mean, there's a lot of people who think, oh, well, you know, Gus beat Saban more than any other coach. And I'm just like, well, Gus didn't get fired for not being able to beat Saban. Right. So I don't even know why we're talking about it. He beat right. Saban more than any other coach, certainly. Right. Current but, coach. You know, yeah, but it just doesn't even, it's not, even, it's kind of a non issue, man. Nobody's winning a championship every other year but Alabama. Right. That's a standard that no coach is being held to anywhere. Right. Right. The right. every other year standard. So, you know, I was over, uh, somebody jumped in. Vernon Speaks is uh, the video I did, a collaboration I did with him. And this guy was in the comments and he was just like, man, what does it matter anymore? You know, the, the media runs off every good coach Auburn has. I was like, I, I'm not aware of any scandals. Right. Uh, shout out Chris Lester. Um, that uh, Thank you, Gus was under. Thank you. Gus. Gus was a scandalous coach. Scandal. Right. A scandal less. less. Okay. All right. <laughs> right. Less a scandal. <laughs> Right, break and it I'm up. Just, yeah. he got, he got I think I was somewhere out there. The, 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 the Gus Malzahn sex tape. So, um, <laughs> stop. Uh, why'd you say that? Uh, uh, boom. Uh, so, Christy Malzahn just unsubscribed from the war. <laughs> so, I mean, oh my I, honestly, Gus, Gus was squeaky clean. Yep. He was squeaky clean. And so, you know, it, it all has to do with just performance on the field. I think right now, based on what Saban has established. Most coaches are are all right if you can just show a clear pattern of <laughs> development. Yes, I said it. Development. Go ahead and drink, fellas. Right. Go ahead and drink. Thank you for that, Dustin. <laughs> right. So if you can show all development, yeah, uh, then I th- I think it's all good, right? Like I don't I don't know this whole media bias thing is played. How about win and you'll earn it? Right. Indeed. Yeah, I just I, I don't know. I don't I don't understand. Now, so there, there was a comment earlier. Um, OK, uh, CM finally made it to a live. We appreciate Glad to see you. Hey. Um, but uh, that coach O was on the hot seat after just winning a national title. Um, I don't know that anybody necessarily put him on the hot seat. I think it was a question as to whether or not this was a fluke season for him. Right. Like, right. I think the, the media rightfully questioned as poorly as LSU started last season, was this a fluke, right? Because they did a lot of big talking in Baton Rouge about how they were going to own the SEC West, and this was their division now, and then they come out the next season and lay an egg, right? They got destroyed the first game of the season. Like, their defense, Mississippi, they made Mississippi State look fear in the SEC. They were like, wait a minute. Mississippi State might be real. They just came out here and ran through LSU. We, we actually right? thought they might be good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Hey, right. Jackie Jones. No. <laughs> if she wasn't giving a, a, a super chat donation, then then I would have some That's words. So we, 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 God we bless you, Jackie about, Jones. We, we appreciate about you. This. For those Go ahead. Know, this is my, this she, is my wife. She knows it. She knows it. <laughs> super petty. A, a house divided. <laughs> this is my wife being petty in the comments. She told me. She asked me. If I say roll Hilarious. tide, super chat, you guys are required to put it on the screen, right? And I was like, yeah, we'll throw it up there if you throw some money in there. And so yeah, this was her super chatting her way into the comments. <laughs> I don't know. I prof- might need, might need so, to make so, her sleep on the couch. So we this, don't want to get our stream blocked with profanity, so I'm going to need her to refrain from uh, posting. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, so, so here's my thing. See, see, this is this is, this is is what it is. I'm, I'm okay, okay with facts. I'm okay with the bias <laughs> if you can back it up, Right. Right. Like we saw in 2017, Bama get put in the playoff and they didn't win the conference championship. What happened? 
they won a national championship. Like right. they they, yeah. they back up. They back it up. So, so when let's you be put clear. Notre Dame, there when you put Notre Dame media, in there. There is a media bias. I just don't think that other schools are like they they get more harsh attention because Bama wins a bunch. Bama just wins a lot. Like what do you want them to do? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. But Notre Dame has won nothing. Nothing. Right. Right. They nothing. don't deserve any bias from the media that they get. Right. Absolutely nothing. The most yeah. overrated school consistently in college football over the last 20 years. Okay, right. but look, being being most overrated. fair here, it's okay, so this happens not just in college football, but every sport all the time. The difference sure, is that sure. in pro sports, they actually have to play it out on the field. They don't get mm-hmm. to, hey, who do you think should play in the NBA champion uh, in the, right. the finals this year? I don't know. Sure. Yeah, they look good all year. I mean, come on. We wouldn't have picked Miami Heat last year if we were just right. going on who we liked and who were favored. So on on in pro sports, they get to play it out on the field. Yeah, you, you would expect that when Tom Brady was with the Patriots that every year you might just throw them in there. If Peyton Manning, let him and Peyton Manning be in the playoff. And, and then you pick. You know, either the Patriots or Peyton Manning's team, whoever it is, versus somebody out of the NFC. But fortunately, in the pros, man, we appreciate that. In the pros, you have to play it out on the field. The problem with college is that in the same way that when the Lakers were hot in the 70s, they created Lakers fans for decades. When the Lakers were hot in the early 2000s, they created Lakers fans for decades. When the Miami Heat had the run with LeBron, that created some Miami Heat fans for decades. And when the Golden State Warriors had the Splash Brothers and Draymond, that created Golden State Warriors fans for decades. Notre Dame has reaped the benefits of that favoritism. Right. That run that they had from i don't even know when it started because i'm not a notre dame guy but up through the very early 90s that created notre dame fans forever and they actually did something really smart and capitalized on that popularity in that moment and got a network deal that nobody else had so they captured it now it's bull because they haven't been better than I don't know. It's uh, Georgia's been better than Notre Dame for the last 30 years. Who else has been better? Lots of schools have been better than Notre Dame, but popularity, mm-hmm. media loves them. And unfortunately, in college, popularity and media love actually equates to results. So we can say, oh, Notre Dame has been to the playoff, the, the playoff, how many times? Once or twice? Twice. They no, wait, been times that they show I up. Once, and then, and then two championship games, and, and then the championship game against Bama in 2012. Okay, so really, because they get to pick who they want to see and who they think other people will want to see, how you get in that game is complete nonsense. It it shouldn't make a difference. Yeah, agreed. Well, okay, so let me ask. Let me ask this question then: Do we expand this thing to eight? It's an eighteen playoff then. Well, okay. Hmm. I'm trying to understand what's the argument against it. But yeah, what I mean, what is the argument now against just not expanding and, and getting? Uh, eight teams in there so that we mm. really, I mean, no matter how many teams you have, there's always going to be somebody that's in ninth. Right. Or sure. Fifth. I mean, look, look at, look at basketball, right? Yeah, like right. they, ha- they're, they're constantly trying to figure out how they can put more teams into that conversation at the right. end of the right. season. If you're and good, you'll make it right. right. At the end yeah. of the day, if you didn't deserve to be there, you'll get exposed at some point during that tournament. You know? Right. So I, I feel like the, the difference between the haves and the haves nots in college football is even greater than in basketball. So if you didn't deserve to be there, you will get exposed. But I don't think there's an I, I mean, three more teams getting into an eight team playoff that don't belong there is worth it for the one team that did belong there. 
That's what just, I think. That's, that's what that's I think. That's just my thought. That's yeah. what I think. Because yeah. unfortunately, for the one team that belong there. Yep. The the bias here's where the bias bites college football in the book. Everybody gets the big names that everybody wants to hear, and the teams that the media has been biased towards the entire season. Mm-hmm. That happens for the full season, and then that results in that team, these teams getting favored in the playoffs. The problem is that even if you have an eighteen playoff, there's no guarantee that the most favored teams and not the most deserving teams wouldn't still get favored over. College is so football is so much more fickle than basketball. College football is more fickle than pro football. You could have one magical season, and they expect you to somehow. Oh well, like if UCF had gone undefeated three straight years then maybe mm-hmm. they'd be considered for a playoff like this next coming up season. But unfortunately, right. they had one magical season. I'm not saying that they could have beat Bama. But however, I want to see them get that shot. I don't want them to yeah. have to prove it for three years. It's one season. Who knows? What's, then their quarterback blows out his knee the next year. We're not yeah. playing. We're a great team this year. If or you if look you like just, a great team, put them on the field. Put them in the playoffs. Or if you just have That's a team bad. that you have a team that has a lot of seniors, a lot of juniors, a lot of upperclassmen. Like that team is going to have to. They're not going to reload next year, but they're really good. Give them in there. Like we, I would like to see a Cinderella version of college football where. Right. A right. Cincinnati gets a chance to prove itself against the big boys. Yeah, right, I mean they right, hung right. with Georgia, and we thought Georgia's offense was fixed with their new quarterback, and Cincinnati had them stalled out. Give Absolutely. them a shot. Why not? Everybody this, else this is my beat up all the time. For opening it up right here is adding more value back to some of these the bowl, bowl games. Let's be clear. Absolutely. Nobody cared. Like all these kids playing out of these bowl games is because they mean absolutely nothing. Right. But the issue that they're going to have in college football with a playoff is different than football. Um, I mean, excuse me, different than basketball. You can't play back to back nights and stuff like that. Like it's it's going to extend the bowl season and how you're going to figure out. They're just going to have a scheduling issue. So it's going to have to start much sooner after the um after the end of the conference playoffs, and then we'll we'll have to they'll have to figure the schedule out. But I do think expanding it gives more value to these bowl games. These people who run these bowls need to be clamoring for this because. Right. They had to have lost revenue with this, even right. though they're trying to rotate through and, and let different ones host a national title. Um, I just think that there is going to be a um, you're just going to see less and less of the talent that gets want to play in that bowl mm-hmm. uh, just because there's not a reason. Why, why would I like why would I go play in this bowl game when it means right. nothing? Right. Yeah. Right. I'm yeah, in line to get uh, a $50 million contract yeah. for the first round, but I'm going to go out here, blow out my knee and then go third round. Why? It's, yeah. Right. Why? I agree with this. Um, you know, again, George, the eye test. George came, Miller, sure my man. Through. Hey, man. Yeah. Appreciate my that. My man. Listen, oh, man. Keep, keep it, helping us keep the lights on. Uh, so uh, I would say, you know, the, the the subjectivity of the vote is something that 18s would help us with. Like I said, there's always going to be an argument for why there's a UCF sitting on the outside. Or like Brian said, it just expands the conversation to more of the haves making it. Right. Right. Than to have nots, but I really do believe that if if it just means that one have not makes it in, right. and we get to see what a UCF or a Boise State or one of these teams that catches lightning in a bottle one of these years mm-hmm. can do in a playoff, right? Um, I mean, this year of the halves, it would have been Texas A and M, right? They would have been in there for sure. They need they they should have been in there over Notre Dame. I don't care who would have won or lost. If you're just talking about the best teams, Texas A and M should have been in over Notre Dame. Texas yeah, actually. Right. Notre Dame, Texas A and M. If that was a four or five, that would have been a great game. Been a pretty good game, yeah. right? Well, so right. what they likely I would, would do? I, would I think somebody that. said this in the comments is that the the first four seeds would likely host the uh, the five through eight, right? And mm. so right. 
uh, it would end up being, like you said, a four or five matchup. A no, no first three. round buy, <laughs> no first round buy for the top two teams. Nah, nah. I mean, unless they expanded it to because uh, you got to give the syndrome. I want to see those those they, teams they, that they, everybody they, would think does not absolutely. belong play the big dogs. If you get stumped out, it don't matter. Everybody else, the the number four they, was getting stumped out. They, Ohio could, State they could have a play. Out. They could have a play in game, right? Like we could expand it to a ninth, a play in game between eight and nine, and then the eight nine matchup goes against one, and that way you get the number one seed gets a bye, right? Like you could do something like that. Right. Um, the yeah. scheduling again is going to be the issue because you're going to have to have at least three weeks of bowl games, right? In a week between mm-hmm. each one of them. But uh, but uh, yeah, I think it could work. That's yeah, a lot of games, and that's that's another thing that comes down to you know college basketball. You might be tired. It's eight hundred and thirty-two bowls, bro. I don't no, 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 no. I'm not saying a There's, lot of games to be played for everybody across. I'm saying that you're adding now three games, three games on the play to, after to a conference champions. championship. So yeah. that I would say you almost have to take away one of the cupcake games during the year. Like we go back to an eleven game schedule. A, I, I think everybody would get would be in favor of taking away a cupcake just yeah. to. If we, if we could sneak a, a, a better yeah. playoff system in there, yes, I would go to, yeah, to, give to up take one. one of those cupcakes yeah. out there. Yeah, give up one. So, so, so here's here's one of the more popular opinions um, mm-hmm. against against an eighteen play uh, eighteen playoff. Uh, add the four best teams conference playoffs for all conferences, then choose for the national play championship playoff. Hmm. So I mean, but that only keeps the, the you know. The, so so what the champion of each conference, right? Is what you're saying? It's what I, that's what I think I'm hearing. But here's the problem: you got five, you got five Power Five conferences. Yeah, somebody's out. Right? So somebody's gonna get. So so you so you still got the problem of if Oklahoma goes before Oregon, or right, vice and versa, they have the same schedule, or like right. let's say Oregon wins the conference title in the game. But they have a worse schedule than Oklahoma, who wins yeah. their conference championship. The, right. The, the pack is going to put a trash team in the playoff every year. You know what? That's I dis- you know why I disagree with that? Because the Tampa Bay Bucks were seven and five through twelve games. Teams get better as the year goes on if they have the talent and the coaching. There is no not reason. The, oh no, no, not he's not talking pack. about schedule. He's talking about because they are a packed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I mean, we've seen Cristobal seems to be improving Oregon, so that's somebody I wouldn't actually put it past him. They're, they're to, trash. It they, remains to be they, seen. They, they didn't. It they remains didn't even, to be seen. They didn't even earn a spot in the Pac-12 championship game this year. They got in because of COVID. Listen, nobody. I'm not. I'm not giving him credit for winning that game because the team they beat was bad. I'm talking about when we play them they were good they weren't great they were good they actually got better as the year went on and then they beat a good team in their bowl i'm not saying they're great because notre dame isn't great we're not talking about you have to be the best team in the country we don't think that five through eight are the best teams in the country we're saying put them on the field with these guys and give them a shot that's all i'm saying they do get a shot though, and they get run off the field every time. So it's not them we're talking about. Who is who is uh, they? Who? What are you okay, talking and then, about? Mike? So like, what what do you do with oh. people like Notre Dame who aren't in a conference? So that's okay. I, I've Make seen somebody else pitch this. <laughs> you got one through five. You I, you don't even have to number it, but the, the conference champions are guaranteed a spot in the eighteen playoff. Then you've got three at large bids. So that gives oh, the media the room to get their Notre Dame favorite in there. You can get a Cincinnati <laughs> so, in there from this year, or whatever it is. <laughs> Yeah, they need to just join the conference. Listen, yeah. we I would enjoy so, watching them get destroyed in their conference championship game. Absolutely. Getting beat by Miami. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Literally. <laughs> Clemson beat them down every year. That would be so much fun. I, I, yeah, I, like, so, number one, so, you know, we're, we're never going to get rid of media bias. This is the bottom line of all of that. Like, But what we're saying is that 
if we're talking about a playoff picture, I think expanding the conversation to add more teams Mm -hmm. gives more intrigue to more bowl games. Mm -hmm. And it allows for more teams to have the opportunity to win a national title instead of the same two or three teams. Really, And and we might still end up having the same two or three teams at the end of the day. But play it out on the field and stop letting people who work for, you know, like – we, I guess we're technically media now, you know, but we're like, media. I don't get it. We, we don't have favorites. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we obviously yeah. do have one favorite, but we're not going to big up anybody that doesn't deserve it. Right. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. But, Facts. Yeah. But I, I don't think you're ever going to get around two SEC teams being deserving of being in that playoff. Right. Just you're not going to. Yeah. Happen. And, and an 18 playoff, man, you might get you might. <laughs> people are going to be like so salty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Eight. When three yeah, of us. Eight, get it would have been. Yeah. A and M would have been five for sure. And what was Florida ranked after the SEC championship? Like seven or eight, I think. Eight, yeah. They would have been in there. Yeah. But you know what, yeah. though? Can you say who doesn't deserve to be in there over A&M in Florida this past season? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. Cincinnati, maybe. Cincinnati would have been a good game. Against, you would have put Cincinnati they a good game in there. against Georgia. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati should have deserved it. They would deserve to be in there for but sure. That's it. They still yeah. lost, but they played a good game. Right. So, so nobody would have liked it, but there would have been three out of the eight teams, would have been ACC teams. Oklahoma definitely would have been in there somewhere. That's it. That's your five. A&M, Oklahoma. Oklahoma would have been in there. Um, yeah. Could we just say Florida and Cincinnati? That's it. I would yeah. like to see a Bama. Oh, oh. Of well, what about, what, what, about, what about this team? They, they Didn't they run the table? That's a good yeah, point. Yeah, they and, got drummed in their bowl game, didn't they? They didn't get drummed. They lost, but they, they would have they had they price. lost. To, uh, they lost. Oh, yeah, Celebrity. they lost in overtime to, to uh, Malik Willis. Malik yeah, Willis right. went out there and put them yo-yos on them. <laughs> we have Bo Nix. <laughs> no, we're not doing that tonight. We're not right, doing that, B. We're I'm not sorry. doing that. All right. We're not doing that. All right. All right, All right guys. Uh, you know I want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know you do. <laughs> you know I want to, so. Well, listen, I, well, I, I guess I guess we can get on to the, what, what we got here? Blake, yeah, I see your comment. Facts and all happens every Friday, brother. For every Friday. Every Friday, brother. Actually, they, they should one. know yeah, this. Think- we record on Tuesday. So if you're going to give us your facts and all question, you need to give that to us before Tuesday of the week. And, and we we'll pre-record all of those. Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to um, get it in for the next one, you know, we'll, we'll have to get it in on that. If you're an insider, you get it on Thursday, right, Mike? Or you, you get, get it on, tonight. You get it on Wednesday. Inside, you get it two days yeah, early. Ins- yeah, ins- insiders get it tonight. So, uh, yeah. I, you know what? I enjoy not being media, though, because uh, uh, I see we got a lot of people in here on a, on, on a woeful Wednesday. Um, but uh, the advantage is that we get to say things that media can't say. Right, right. Uh, media would never join up in media. Yeah, they would I never mean, disparage Gus Malzahn while he was never here, while he was a coach. But mm-hmm. we can get on here and share our true thoughts about the job that he was doing. And you know what? After all the talking we've done with players and, and the insiders, we were right. So it was good right. to be able to say, "This is what I think and see and feel." And then you get the story after he's gone. Like, look, we were right. Well, yeah, you know what? Um, I see a comment in here too about the uh, yes, I am. We're all happy to move on, but I see a comment here about the new facility being approved, and I'm telling you, I'm really happy about this too. Um, uh, having updated facilities and, and recruiting, right, is just, is more is about a lot of things. So you know, we've discussed some things on our show. We've talked about New Jersey's, right? Uh, we've talked about all these things that don't have anything to do with football play that attract kids to your school. And having a state-of-the-art facility, I'm not going to lie, I was kind of disappointed with the outside design. Like, I, I saw it, I was like, 
that kind of looked like louder. Like, <laughs> like what is that? Right? Yeah, it didn't. Mm-hmm. It didn't look. It didn't look anything. I expected to see this thing with this big, massive thing, these glass windows, and you know, it just kind of looked like a regular brick building on campus. But I'm sure the inside will be ninety million dollars worth of whatever they dropped on it. Um, so I, I, I really do um, think that it's going to be a significant recruiting tool for Auburn. Um, the outdated facilities when you bring recruits in just doesn't look good for a school without resources. And we are way overdue for a new facility, a football only facility, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, for what they're expected to drive for the university every year. It's just, it's, it's sad that it took this long for it to get built. You know, um, right. uh, you know, I, we talked about dollar spend versus, you know, performance in, in, in recruiting and, and, and different things. And I think this is one of those meaningful dollars that's spent that not only helps attract recruits, but also helps these kids while they're there trying to accomplish their athletic goals. Um, so this is a very meaningful dollar spent on this new recru- on this new uh, football only facility. So I'm happy they're getting it done. 2022, I think, like summer of 2022. Yeah, 2022. Yeah. I think summer of 2022. And yeah. it keeps us it keeps us in the arm race with other schools in the SEC. Like we were we were bringing up the rear as it pertains to football facilities, as it pertains to our football only facility. So, yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah, listen, uh, this comment is, yes, this is exactly what I thought. It looks just like a public library. It was kind of like, huh, what, what is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I really thought we could have done better. For what we're paying, I expected a better outside design. But, uh, yeah. well, all right. Um, somebody asked, what's the, uh, I see Master Rocker here uh, in the comments asked, can someone explain to me the big deal about Under Armour? What's the big deal? Why are they bad? Um Yes. So from what I understand, Under Armour actually is trying to phase out their uniform um, division and they want to just get back into their performance gear, Mm -hmm. which is like the actual Under Armour that you would wear underneath your um, jerseys or your your uniforms. Um, There was just complaints that it just didn't feel like uh, athletes were talking about. They didn't like the fit and the feel of their uniforms. And so I don't know what that means. They've already ended their professional contracts. So with pro sports teams, uh, they're not going to be renewing any of those right. contracts. And I don't know what that means for collegiate teams that have contracts with them, whether or not those are going to be um, looking for other options. But uh, from from what I understand, yeah, they're getting out of that game and, and trying to get to, to beef up their um their, their performance gear. Yeah. So, And um, from what I understand, they had contracts with also UCLA that they, they for a couple of colleges, they already canceled it. And in a couple, they actually had to pay money out to cancel early. Under Armour did. Um, mm-hmm. So they, they are desperate to get out. They've hit some some rough times here, from what I understand, financially. And right. um, mm-hmm. the part of the deal, the sponsorship deal that Auburn got, it was a really big deal with Under Armour when we got it. But it included a lot of Under Armour stock that has now tanked significantly. So mm-hmm. the, the, the mm-hmm. embursement, what we got to, to have Under Armour as our uniform provider, it's not worth the same anymore. So... Um, yeah, I, I think Auburn's ready to go, but they're not just going to drop it. They're going to probably make Under Armour pay us a significant amount, just like you know UCLA, whoever it was that did that. So, right, you yeah. know what? Um, I argued this right that upgrades in uniforms and helmets are a big recruiting tool, right? And, yeah. and if you and, haven't seen the facts or not where we talked about this, then make sure you go check that out. Yeah, I'm telling you, like a lot of people don't want to touch their precious uniforms and helmets. But these kids, the, all the research shows that these kids care about this. Just get them in the door, man. Stop holding on to the ways of the past. Uh, update the uniforms a little bit. We don't have to go all Oregon. Nobody's talking about doing what Oregon's doing. 
Right. But but a modernization of our uniforms would not be a bad idea. Or or cool helmet here. Didn't you just disparage Oregon for not being competitive on the national stage? So what does it matter if their uniforms are cool? Cool Look, they need every edge they can get. Do not make the team. Is is they've had cool uniforms for like what twenty years now? No, they haven't been doing it that long. I mean, it doesn't matter how long they've had cool uniforms. The point of that is not to say that cool uniforms make your program Play better. It better, does yeah. help and get people wanting to to recruit. Like yeah. I, mm, there yes. are a ton of people. Who think Oregon's uniforms are dope? They don't want to go play there, though. Right, right, right. right. But, but right. for the for the couple kids that they are able to convince, because they, you know, it was part of the deal. That's good for them because they're already at a recruiting disadvantage. They need every advantage they can get. And yeah, what right. I'm saying is, is that why just not give yourself a potential advantage just because you want to hold on to some lazy tradition? I don't get it. Like just lazy take, tradition. Like, yeah, it's a lazy, it's intellectually right. lazy to say that we should not change the uniforms. Intellectually lazy. All yes, right. completely. Yeah, use your brain. And, for and, a and, second and, and, and most times uniform. people are thinking is something just extreme. No, just just a modern look, a nice little look. You know, I don't know what that looks like, but something different mm-hmm. than what we've had. Like, yeah, I'm, it does, I'm, doesn't I'm have cool to be drastic. That. Yeah, it doesn't have, yeah, to, it be don't have to be drastic. Yeah, yeah, just just a little a variation of some sort. Uh, using our same colors because I'm not. In, uh, in favor of uh, significantly changing our color scheme at all, right? You know, just use right. our same colors, man, and, yeah, so and what, put some on. Instead of instead of Oregon as the example, Maryland should probably be the example of what you don't want to do. Right? Yeah, they went crazy. The, what they went the flag right. all on the whole thing and yeah, the race car it. look. Yeah. What did, y'all, what did y'all think about Boise when they when they switched up their uniforms? I thought they did some cool stuff. I here didn't know there. that they switched oh, up. The, I just knew the field was blue. I didn't. I didn't pay any attention to, to Boise, man. I, I just didn't. Yeah. What was it? Fair enough. Game. Remember what UGA did in a Boise game? Oh man, was it the was that the black uniforms? I thought uh, it was the black uniforms. They did something with black uniforms one time, and it was like, eh, I'm not sure about that. You know, I'm you know, not sure. Again, whatever it takes I like to help the, I, the blackout. <laughs> <laughs> New Drink. uniforms were also you said also it. improved player development. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Now we exactly. Drink. I'm out, but you know, y'all. I got to drink, drink water drink. tonight. Oh man, that's funny. I think he just wanted us a drink, so appreciate mm-hmm. that, Jeremy. Not gonna lie, I would not mind some navy pants with some white tops. I think that'll be that would be fine. I don't think it'll happen, but I think that'd yeah. be clean. CM says one for military appreciation. That would be cool. Like a fatigue kind of deal mm-hmm. one day for military appreciation. I'm down with that. My dad's retired army. So there, there there's a whole story behind the orange uniform thing um happening in the, previously at Auburn. Um it happened like for one game uh, a long time ago. I think it was actually a Georgia game was the first time they wore it. And then uh, it was a couple of times after that. But um, Pat, Pat Dye basically was like, I hate those orange jerseys. And they just had to come back to <laughs> Right, right, right. Yo, what's up? This your man Ike Jones with The War Report. And you've been listening to The War Report Wednesday Night War Room. If you want to get in on the conversation early, catch us as we broadcast this show live on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central on YouTube. Make sure you check out our other content while you're there. Facts and all, the weekend tailgate, our player interview series, building rapport, are going strong. All right, enough of that. Let's get back to the show. Listen, uh, so let's here's someone we can talk about. Uh, Cody Burns. Yeah. Cody Burns will be joining Tennessee coach. Josh Heupel at Tennessee. Um, a very quick stint at UCF, was it not? Oh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. It was about as Back quick as Tracy Rockers. 
yeah. at Auburn. So uh, we a question. This question came where, Mike? Where was this question? This is listen. I did this. This it was a comment in Facebook, wasn't it? No, no, no. This segment that I did with Vernon was oh, really Vernon. That's ah, okay. Yeah. Okay, so okay. if you have not been over to Vernon Speaks, I highly suggest you go over to his channel. Uh, we did a little twenty-minute segment talking about the three biggest storylines going into next season, and this guy went off on this whole tangent about something. And if you don't, if you watch the report, you don't know this about me by now. I love reading comments. I am the first one to answer your comments in our comment section. I like going to other videos and seeing what people have to say. And I love arguing with people all day long. So uh, this guy comes in and says that, uh, you know, we were going, he was going off about something, but he, he essentially said that our receivers under Cody have been the best since they've been since Oh four. And I was like, I can't take you seriously. After you say something like that, something that dumb. So I'm just going to, Stop arguing with you because you clearly don't know what you're talking about. Um, but now I will I will say I think that we've had some really good receivers under Cody, but I can't say you, you I don't think you can say that we've had the best playing receivers under Cody, right? right. Like I don't even think the receivers that played under Cody would say that. <laughs> right? Like so right. I, I I have a hard time understanding my first piece of evidence. From. Like let's talk to yeah. the guys who played under him and see yeah, if they agree. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, name. I mean, listen. I I don't want to go on a Cody Bashes spree because again, at the end of the day, JG Tate did change my mind a little bit about Cody and Ryan Russell and some of these guys that worked under Gus. In that they worked under Gus, mm-hmm. right? You know, and so you know, I'm handicapping these guys a little bit. I'm spotting them a few because they worked under Gus and they work for a guy and they got to do what that guy says. But I don't think anybody would argue that receivers got better under Cody. Right. I think we wasted a lot of talent. Some guys were able to overcome and still make it to the league. Um, you know, I don't think he played under Cody. Uh, Brian, was Darius Slayton here under Cody? Yes. Yeah, he was. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, he's a perfect example. A great receiver that came through Auburn, and he could not get noticed enough in the system under Cody to even get drafted. Mm-hmm. But he was good enough to play on an NFL roster as a rookie. Wait, Slayton didn't get drafted? No. Clayton did not get drafted. He signed as a free agent. Wow. I thought he got right. drafted. No, he did yeah. not. He did not get drafted. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. like, um, I would say, you know, but he's good enough to to play as a rookie for the Giants, and he meaningful production. Balled out. Yeah. No, he, he was a fifth-round draft pick. Was he? Okay. He yeah, was low. Yeah, the um, the guy who low. didn't get drafted was um, the – he went to New England. Yeah, he got cut. Ryan Davis. Ryan Davis. Ryan Davis. Ryan Davis. Davis. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was thinking about Ryan Davis. But but uh, uh, Slayton, again, I mean, this guy's good enough to start on an NFL team, right? And what do you remember about him at Auburn other than he was just an okay receiver? He should have been a star here. I remember right. him Complete getting star. behind the defense plenty of times and number one, Jeremy Johnson, and number two, Stidham in the second year when the offensive line had him spooked was overthrowing him and missing him a lot. Right. Yeah. You know, I just don't think they were very well utilized uh, uh, here. So receiver has been my bugaboo at Auburn. Right. So um, again, I gave you guys sunshine pump Sunday moments. I'm going to give you a woeful Wednesday moment. I, I <laughs> like, we have to get better at receiver. We do. Some of these kids that we have coming in uh, uh, that we, or that we have Hal Presley, you know, these guys that we're looking for uh Canyon to contribute next year. Um, I think in a new system, 
I'm not sure that they're as talented as the Stove Schwartz Williams trio. But man, let me tell you, I think they have an opportunity to produce way more than those guys ever did. Right. Just because of the system. So, uh, you know, playing a system that utilizes these guys' talents, gets them out there making plays, right? Uh, uh, catching the ball in space, you know, with hopefully an improved bow or, you know, another quarterback, whoever wins it, that can get them the ball in the right spot to be able to make a play. And then all of a sudden, the outlook for Auburn has changed. And then, you know what happens after that? Get these receivers going and then watch Tank go nuts. Yeah. Right. Watch Tank Bigsby be unstoppable if we can get some receivers in here who can actually contribute in a meaningful way during the game. The defense eases back, those linebackers ease back, and all of a sudden they can't come at you, right? But you also need, and I'm not going on a Bo Nix Ray, I'm just saying whoever the quarterback is, right? You need a, a quarterback that can make you pay getting the ball to those receivers when they blitz. Mm-hmm. And then offense yeah. gets a lot easier. Yeah. yeah, But these kids have to want to come to Auburn, man. They have to know I'm going there because they throw the ball. I'm going to get the ball. Yeah. Right. No receiver wants to come and block for four years. None. Zero. So, <laughs> you know, I, I just, Agreed. I'm just, I'm just like, you need to be able to block and it's good to have good blocking wide receivers. And if you remember uh, in that 2010 year under Cam, Terrell Zachary, Darvin Adams, uh, 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 Emory Blake, were some of the best blocking wide receivers I've ever seen on the edge. These guys did everything. They caught almost every ball that came their way. Camp could count on those guys in big moments. Even though he ran, and this was a year where our quarterback ran for 1,400 yards. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we threw the ball a ton. Our quarterback right. led the league, the SEC, in rushing. Won a Heisman and scored over 50 touchdowns. A lot of them on the ground. So their opportunities were limited. But when we did throw the ball, they were ready. Yeah. Some of the biggest moments in Auburn history during that season, these guys were ready. Do you guys remember versus Clemson during that 2010 season? Cam drops back. We're down to Clemson. Almost the whole game. Third quarter, double clutches, right? And then just drops one into Terrell Zachary running straight down the sideline. I'll never forget this moment. I was so hyped. You know, he t- he makes the catch, has the wherewithal, the presence to not step out of bounds because I thought he was going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then runs in for the touchdown. You know, Emory Blake in that Iron Bowl, right? When you ended the second quarter and we need this touchdown for mm-hmm. momentum. Cam throws right. him a strike. He catches it. The DB, I think it was Kirk Patrick came in, right? Right. Uh, NFL first and second rounder. And it comes to and he hands the ball out. Oh yeah. man, he hangs onto the ball with two hands, and he was not letting it go. He had the the clutches of life on that thing, mm-hmm. right? And that's what we used to be able to expect from our receivers. Right, limited right. opportunities, but man, when you threw the ball their way, they caught it. Yeah, Darvin Courtney Adams, Dar- Darvin Adams, what? automatic, the automatic. Surest some of the between him and Courtney Taylor's. Two pair of the most sure hands I've ever seen since I've been all Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. And Courtney talked about it during his interview. Mm-hmm. If you threw the ball my way, because, again, he, he joked that they needed to all start wearing uh, lineman numbers because mm-hmm. they block so much. Yeah. But yeah. if you were going to throw the ball his way, that ball was going to get caught every time. So who are we liking? Um, you know, we, we just don't know who's going to break out, man. 
man. It, not tonight, it, it, Felix. We're not doing that. We're not doing that tonight. <laughs> no, 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 Felix. <laughs> we're doing it. Hey, I'll, I'll shout out to Felix, though. Always happy to see you here, brother. We can. Uh, uh, I want to bring back agree to disagree and still be friends. So I'm, I'm so. <laughs> Felix is always good with me in my book. But, uh, yeah, like, I just think, you know, receivers, we just need these receivers. We need something more at receiver. Nate Craig Myers was was the greatest disappointment of my Auburn lifetime at receiver. We wasted him, man. He was good. Was he? He was good. He was He's good. not talking about Nate Craig Myers' performance. He's talking about Auburn wasting that talent. His that talent. Nate Craig he had was. the talent. He had the speed. He had the hands. We, we, just, we just ruined him. Well, I, I'm I'm always on the fence about that. And the reason I'm on the fence about that is, of course, yes, we know that our system did not do much to develop and utilize the talent that we had. But also, once you're not in our system anymore, the talent that you have, you can get a tryout. Even if you don't get drafted, listen, you can try out Ryan Davis. He was on the roster. Now, no, he not did true. not perform up to the standard to stay on the roster. Duke Williams got kicked off the team. He got tryouts. Because he was a good wide receiver. Duke Williams was still playing last year for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, so not getting drafted is not a death sentence. The the whatever you go, Ricardo Lewis didn't get developed. He got drafted. So listen, you can get a shot if you have the tangibles and if you're a good enough talent to be on the next but, level. But you're going to get a some shot. Some of these kids need the support. B. I'm not saying who some of, of these kids need, need support. the support, man. They need to be able to be in a system that actually helps them get there. Every kid who did it and you you say they can make it great. Of course you can make it. But a lot of the kids who did it just did it on their own. Yeah. Yeah. So he, here's here's the that's thing not what that you being. come here. That's not why you come here to get developed to do it on your own. I, I mean, I, here's, well, here, here's here's the thing. Here, here's the thing about that lack of uh, lack of development. Yes, they might make an NFL roster, but how much money did you cost them by not having a good showing in college where they could get drafted higher right. because they have the talent, right? So, yeah, okay, they can make it, but, like, you don't – the reason why kids don't want to go to certain places and play is for that very reason, is that mm-hmm. when I go there, they're not going to do anything with me, and I'm going to have to make it on my own. I want to go a place where they're going to throw me the ball and I'm going to be able to show the talents that I have and whatever raw ability I have, they're going to coach it up to the next level. Right. 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 That has not been the case at Auburn ever. Right. right. And then we tried to go. T- the craziness is that we tried to go to this passing scheme where we're going to throw the ball 40 times per game. Wide receivers still didn't want to come here because mm-hmm. they didn't feel like they were going to be developed into anything. We threw the ball a ton of times with receivers who weren't showing anything on the field as far as improvement was concerned. Right. So why right. is that encouraging for some of those star talented wide receivers to come play football here? It's right. not. Right. 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 Agree. right. And, Agree. And, we, Agree. Like, and then we talked to, we talked to Courtney Taylor and one of the things that he said that he talked about was when you win games and you produce a winning product on the field, mm-hmm. then that's when you have a lot of eyes picking apart your game, analyzing your game if you're not winning and if you're not getting the exposure that you need to get as a wide receiver, even though you got the talent, the chances of you getting to the next level, which is something you dream of decreases exponentially because of those two factors. Mm -hmm. So when you start putting a winning product on the field and start featuring these guys and putting your, putting the ball in the hands of your playmakers in open space and let them just do what they do consistently then these kids can start to get the development and start to learn the game and get exposure to where they can get to the next level. Right. And that just has not happened. That's why if you're Schwartz, you go pro. 
Right. Right. He didn't have blowout stats, but again, to B's point, he's got the talent. Coming back another year is not going to help him. Right. Another not year in this system. To get hurt, to, to have to learn a right. new playbook, to maybe to poss- not be featured? Nah. Right. To possibly have an injury that hurts your draft stock or ends your career? No, man, go pro. I, I feel that. Same with Williams. Yeah. All these guys Listen, had eligibility left, but they decided Williams to needed to come back. He needed to come back. He he yeah, needed so a more disciplined I, I watched, I've game. been watching a lot of tape, um, mostly because, honestly, because I was studying both. But as a result of that, and I've talked about this on previous shows, I, I got to see a lot of Seth Williams stuff, right? And then I watched some people break down Seth Williams. Seth Williams, man... As as talented as he was, I just didn't see an improvement year over year in anything that he was doing. <laughs> Y'all feel free to disagree myself. with Mike G in the comments so we can put those up on the screen. For every Mike G compliment, I want a Mike G bashing or disagreement. <laughs> Please. We need that. <laughs> Yo, but like no, I'm saying, but like the thing about it is, like we just didn't. I didn't see a ton of improvement on. Like I, I, I we, I, we talked about this the other day. We were looking at, um, we were looking at um, some throws from Bo about how Seth had a knack for not stacking um the the DB mm-hmm. right. He he didn't really have any moves off the line. He would just kind of straight up release and, and, and try to get to the outside. And then if he got past the DB, he didn't stack them. Like those are things that I don't care. Like that, that's like rudimentary things that you should be teaching a a wide receiver how to do. Like not just the route is a go route. Okay, how, what's your release supposed to be? Once you get even with him, what are you supposed to do? If you get right. in front of him, what do you like? All of those things. That ain't that ain't even run, that's just running a basic route the correct way, and I'm watching stuff from Seth Williams last year where he still wasn't doing that. How is that not the fault of a coach in Cody Burns? Whether or not Gus wanted people, I saw somebody comment saying Gus wanted wide receivers who could block, which they were terrible at blocking. So if that's right. what they wanted, then. Uh, but mm-hmm. like, how do you not teach a kid how to do that? Like, you got him in the right position. Why are you not positioning your body in the place where you can make it easier for the quarterback to make that throw? It's just too much right. that was wrong with a lot of the things happening in that offensive system that Word was frustrating for me to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, uh, it was complete. Its system is the reason why our receivers don't get the ball in space. Right. Right. You know, right. and that's that's not on Bo or whoever's going to play quarterback. Right. You know, uh, it's on play calling and it's on uh, the people who are, are tasked with developing a system that can help these guys get in a place where they can make plays. Right. Um, you know, uh, that's what it boils down to. So you're calling plays. Right. Get up here and, 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 and call some plays that get the receivers off the line and get them catching the ball on the run and, and, and give Bo some throws that can that he can succeed at. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's got all the arm talent. Yeah. Right. He can he can he can physically make every throw. You know, uh, uh, but, you know, they've just got to rep it right and they've got to practice it. That's why I think, you know, um, uh, again, here's my a lifeline to Bo. I will say nothing negative about Bo Nix today. Right. I'm just going to say that I thought that um, Gus leaving was one of the best things that, that could have happened to him. Honestly, mm-hmm. you know, I think that he'll I think he'll he's going to be forced to grow up. And I'm, I will maintain if he wins this starting job. It will be because he actually improved by leaps and bounds. And I will be super encouraged for our season if Bo starts. Yes, I will be. 
right? Because I believe that Harson is no bull. You know, and he's not going to play favorites. And if Bo wins that job, it won't be just because he's the most experienced guy. Right. I really don't. I don't he'll, believe he'll that. Yeah. Uh, based on his statistics, I just don't think it'll be because he's the most experienced guy. I think it'll be because he actually earned it. So, like, you know, I'm I'm, I'm rooting for him because it. I, 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 Demetrius Davis is coming. I believe in this kid, whether he wins the job or not. Right. Whether he wins the job or not, I believe in him. And it's going to be nice to feel like we have two quarterbacks who can get the job for once. Thank you for listening to the War Report Podcast. You can support us by visiting our merchandise store. You can find links to the merchandise store on Facebook and the About section on our YouTube channel. If you would like access to more premium content, visit us on YouTube and click join to become an insider. War Eagle, and now back to more of the show. Um, B, this is for you, man. Um, don't don't say I've never done anything for you. Uh, this is someone disagreeing with my G. So Thank so, you. <laughs> There you go. All right. Wrong, Mike got, G. Well, I, I got a question. I, 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 got I, don't, a, I don't necessarily agree with that comment, but wrong, Mike G. Is good. <laughs> wrong, Mike G. <laughs> this is this. Oh. Yeah, you got to you got to get it how you can get it. All right. Oh, right. I got man, a question. George, I thought we was boys, I got, George. I got a question, guys, uh, from Zach. Uh, what are your thoughts about the lack of recruiting putting us back a few years? Uh, I'll, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. See, my bad. I, I'll start with. I'll start. Well. <sighs> I don't. I don't know if this necessarily will put us back. And I'm. I'm. I'm assuming you're referring to this. This past recruiting cycle, we do have the transfer portal, which I think this coaching staff will be looking to fill throughout this off season. Um, especially they're going to be looking at going to the portal after spring because some players will still be coming available. I don't know if this is going to put us back, but it does make this upcoming 2021 recruiting class. Very important. The twenty-two. Remember, Malzahn uh, or twenty-two. Uh, very important. And remember, Malzahn is recruiting well, but there were a lot of players who were highly rated recruits who left the program. So the right. key is, what can Harson do with these kids now that he have them under his program? If he's able to retain these guys, develop them, and put them in spaces to be productive, I think it's all good. And I think if he's he's going to, I expect him to improve on what he did this year. And I think, I don't think you'll see a gap or a drop off, especially with the portal being what it is for you to just go and grab players and plug and play. I think we'll be fine. If Harson and his staff does it correctly, be what you think. Uh, I'm along the same lines that the transfer portal now allows kids to get out of a bad deal quickly. So it's kind of like a second chance at, at like a, a third recruiting season. If you will, you got early recruiting in December You got signing day in February and you can still pick up some guys as late as May and get them to your program. If they didn't like what the coaching staff was doing with them in the spring, Um, if they didn't like the way fall camp worked out, I mean, you can get out of there anytime. So what we have to do is we have to be able to show well on the field. We have to show a a good amount of buy in from the players we have. And if that results in some winning, then we become a very attractive spot for transfers. So we, we've got a shot to to redeem it. And, but I'm, I'm still with you that 2022, we got to show out. The, I think the 2021 season is the most important recruiting tool we have at, at our disposal. We can show a lot by showing improvement on the field, not necessarily in wins and losses, but how do we stack up against our biggest opponents, our biggest rivals? Are we getting blown off the freaking field? Are we actually putting up a fight and winning the game or putting up a fight and losing close games. That's gonna be that's gonna go a right. long way towards what we right. do in twenty twenty two. 
You got when we talk about 2022, um, you know, one thing that people have to remember, a lot of the kids that we were recruiting were recruited by people who don't work at Auburn anymore. So I think it's unfair to say that Brian Harson and his staff are behind for 2020. They just got here. They didn't even have a chance to like the best they can do is possibly reestablish relationships that they had at other programs where they were, if right. they were already recruiting somewhere. Right. Like, so Mike Bobo might have some people who he could co- coax into leaving from where he was trying to get him at South Carolina. Um, I guess we could possibly get some Troy guys. I don't know that that's like a huge deal. Like, I'm saying like, so we have some opportunities in some, in a couple of places, maybe some Boise state uh, previous commits or guys he was talking to up in the, um, the upper mm-hmm. West area, something like that. But I just don't know that there it's fair to say someone's behind at something that they were placed in a position behind. Already. Of course they're behind, right? If you started out, like it's, if you started out in 10th place to begin and you're like, well, why, how, how are they in 10th place and the race just started? That's where you put them to begin the race. Right. Like right. that's not what what what's the rocket science to that? Is like if you right. start them behind, they're going to be behind. Congratulations on stating the obvious. Whoever wrote that was it al.com article? It was, it was, I think it was Goodman. I think it was a Goodman article. Right? It was like, it was Goodman. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. Like it's a ridiculous. It was a like, clickbait. It was a clickbait article. It, 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 it did what it was supposed to do. It did what it was supposed to do. And 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 basically, yeah, trying to. Basically trying to say that this is you delay it at the feet of Harson to your point. Yeah, no, CM, I was not commenting on what you said. I was commenting on this article. Right. Right. Uh, I mean, lay that at the feet of Harson. Yeah. You you had any more thoughts, Mike? Yeah, I'm just saying it was clickbait. It was a clickbait article. It was off season. He needed to generate some views or something. I mean, that 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 article was very intellectually lazy and dishonest. Right. Like, I I don't even know how you call yourself a writer. And you cover Auburn football, and you print something like that. I don't right? think he covers yeah. Auburn football. Yeah. I don't think he. I don't yeah. think he does. I mean, you yeah. can't cover Auburn football and say that with or convention. know anything about football at all. Yeah, right? right. You know, so the bottom line is, Harson came in. You know, he was. You know, whenever you change a coach, man, there could be a drop off in recruiting. Right? We had it. He still got kids on this squad, though. That's the important. Thing. Right. The important thing is, is that if he can develop, twenty twenty one is at is a, can be a wash for him. You didn't you didn't win, you didn't lose, but you do win because you didn't lose. <laughs> right. Right? You know, I mean, I think that that's what 2021 recruiting is going to be. If he can go out there and win eight games and look competitive in the ones that he loses, he wins. Yes. He show a lot of promise for the future and he can go out and recruit himself a top 15 class in 20 in 2022. Bottom right. line. I mean, right. yeah, so he's he's in good shape. I mean, this class is just outside the top 25 now. Right. He held it together. Good for right. him. Right now, I mean, you I, still you still got some kids. You still got the kid from Dylan Brooks. I mean, he gets released and comes to Auburn. That that boosts that boosts. Yeah, boosts we're probably like, like twenty one, twenty two. Right. Then, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah I mean, like so. Mm-hmm. Is is not to his point to to Harson's credit. He's saying they're not done. So they're still looking to bring people in. So I this class isn't we ain't done. done yet. Now, now, <laughs> now we don't know what's happening with Dylan Brooks yet, right? Like we don't know. We still don't know what's happening there. Yeah, still waiting, still waiting for on, Tennessee on him. to do the obvious. Yeah, yeah. Let let this kid out of his letter so he can come to Auburn and we can jump this thing up into the top fifteen, baby. Let's go. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, he's 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 uh he's not going to Tennessee. He's not gonna play at Tennessee next year. 
So, right. um, and uh, uh, I don't know if you want to keep a guy who doesn't want to be there anyway. Man. Right. You're and that's, that's to play? the number one thing. If you don't want to be there, it's the same way. I don't want to keep guys here when New Kirk left and, and Big Cat left. Like, listen, yes. Do you want more depth and experience on your line? Yeah. But if you don't want to be here, man, right. go somewhere. And it's you no hard be. feelings. Like, no listen, hard feelings. If that's where you want to be. Play there and we'll figure it out. Right. That's like, that's, that's, that was the message to Tracy Rocker. It was like, okay, you got an NFL offer. Listen, best of luck to you. Like, I can't, I'm not going to hold you hostage here. Right. You know? right. If you right. don't want me, then don't talk to me. Go ahead and free yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> it. We quote Fantasia. Facts. Facts. How did we right. get so, here? Yeah, you know, this I, 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 I was I, not expecting Fantasia bars for this, uh, <laughs> this, this show. And I'm well. doing just fine living without you. If I could just keep <laughs> quoting R and B songs for no reason whatsoever, yeah. I really, I really do believe though. Shout out um, boys to man. Uh, again, that that article was just was meant to get us to do exactly what we're doing right now. Just talk about it, right? Yeah, but yeah. I don't think it makes them any more relevant. It just wasn't. It wasn't a well written, well thought out. Uh, the points made no sense. I don't think that anybody blames Harson truly for what's happening in this class, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you got against Fantasia, my brother? <laughs> oh man, that's funny, man. But no, it's, it's yeah, it's and I wonder about people who do stuff like that. Like how, like, what's your chef life like as a as a writer? Like, you've already shown that your your integrity is pretty low. Like, how can we? Who goes to you for any type of intelligent analysis of anything? Facts. You're right. right. So, like, what's your shelf like? Like, like, I, I just don't think that's a long, that's a good long term strategy. If your goal is to really be good at your job and yeah. to report accurately and objectively on sports teams, but listen, but there, there are publications that all they do is generate hate and drama clicks because that pays the bills. So, let them do what they do. We we know it's nonsense. We, we let them do what they do. Oh man! Well, listen, guys. Uh, we got some guys who uh Auburn former Auburn players who got some yeah. Super Bowl rings. Congrats to Jamel Dean. Absolutely. Yeah, congrats, Jamel. Carlton Davis. As well as uh that beast that also uh lines up opposite of him. My guy. Carlton, Carlton Davis. Carlton Davis. Yeah. They won the Super Bowl, man. They uh they pulled it out, man. Uh do we know how many Auburn former Auburn players have Super Bowl rings? Um, Jonathan Jones with the Patriots. I know that he has one. It's the most recent one I remember. Heath Evans. Heath Evans. Heath Evans. Sure. Evans. Um, man, I don't like this I like game. game off the top. Of <laughs> 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 I, don't like I don't like this game. It's, this takes me back to mm. development. Uh, <laughs> we got to develop, develop, develop. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, nothing but uh, listen, it's, it's. I think it's a good look. Listen, and and I hope. If Harson is really reaching out to former players and wanting to be part of the program, I'm saying you grab these guys as soon as you possibly can. Right. D4. D4. Nah, D4 didn't win a ring. D4 didn't was, win. He, was, he was on the Chiefs when they won it? He was on San Francisco. Nah, he was on the other team. Uh, never mind. I'm a 49ers fan. I, I was finna get in my feelings about that game. Let it go. Mm-hmm. But I ain't going to do it. Y'all not, this, is, this, is, this is not a 49ers y'all need fan for Hey, man. Y'all can get Dak. Dak at San Francisco is just like, I don't want to talk about the 49ers. My bad, my bad. Tonight. It's not Auburn. It's not Auburn. You're right. My Y'all can tweet at me at my GI bad. the Artist if you want to discuss 49ers stuff, and I will give you a 
whole bunch of feelings that I have about that. Kevin Green won one. Do it tonight. The late Kevin Green. Yeah, Pittsburgh. R.I.P. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, so listen. Let me talk about this comment for a second. Um, the answer is yes. Um, and no, no, no resistance to new, the new coaches. Actually, what we're hearing is is that Harson is taking more of a military style approach to these players, and they are eating it up. They are loving it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's a different feeling. It's a blue collar, bring your hard hat and your lunch pail to work type mentality that he's brought to this mm-hmm. program. Right. And they are starting to take to it, which guess what? That's that should be scary for the rest of the SEC. Uh-huh. Right. Mm. So I am. Um, I Harson is winning me over. I was skeptical. Right. I knew that we needed to make a change. I wasn't sure if that, this was the change that we needed to make. Right. But most of the time, I'll trust what the players are tell, telling us. And mm-hmm. they seem to really, really like this new thing that we're doing down at Auburn under Harson. So that being said, We'll see what kind of results it produces in the spring. I'm really excited for this spring practice, right? Um, uh, think about it. Like, how often in what years are we super excited for a spring? You know, um, we there's so many unknowns. And right. I think yeah. that his, his new kind of system that he's bringing in and, and how the players are taking to it, I think it's, he's got so many new things for us to evaluate that it's going to be great to watch, man. Like, we got a quarterback battle. You know, mm-hmm. we've got everybody but Tank Bigsby fighting for their job. That's right, Bonds. I forgot about that. Oh, Josh Bonds in Baltimore. Yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, you know, we've got um, a lot of just things that mm-hmm. I think are going to be amazing to watch on the Harson. So, you know, everything that I'm hearing right now, you know, uh, out of the locker room is, is that thing is called coaching. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, right. Right. I'm oh, telling God. you, it just was, you know, uh, uh, Gus was a good guy. He was a good guy, but he took a different type of approach that it just seemed like it left the players to their own devices a little bit too much and you know this what? more this I'm hard ask ass this. i'm asking let me ask y'all this do y'all think gus gus's kind of hands off or would be considered somewhat softer approach is at least partially due to the fact that he did not play football Ooh. i mean he played like mm. wide receiver at like a, a small college or something but he never played d1 or pro and a lot of the, the the players who have the more old school mentality, a more hard hat mentality, they play football. So right. th- their approach to football is different. So is do do we think that's partially to to, to explain? But him never playing really that is serious true. Football? I, uh, just jog remember he did play football. He played he defensive, play defensive back. back, right? Yeah, he he, just, play. he never played on the uh, past. What was he like a D two? I, I don't know. if Gus was a football guy. Period. Like he just he wasn't. He wasn't a hard ass football guy. Right. 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 right? You know, and, um, you know, Harson definitely is when you when you listen to him talk. Listen, I mean, he's a great con artist if he's not. Because he (laughs) certainly sounds like he is. And I am really excited about what I'm hearing from the players here. You know, and, and you know what I think that means for the new guys coming in. Right. Is a lot of discipline on the way. Right. Well, I think we're, we have a chance to be a very, very disciplined team under Harson. Yeah. So, you know, uh, uh, if coaching was the issue, I think we're going to find out a lot and not in terms of wins and losses. Right. Wins and losses aren't the only measure of success. They're the most important measure. But when you are rebuilding a team or when you're transitioning staffs, right, we're looking at more than just wins and losses next season. We're looking at how they compete. 
right? How disciplined they are. Do they get stupid penalties? Are they out there getting unsportsmanlike conducts and all kinds of stuff? Like, listen, I loved Seth's attitude, but I'm surprised that his behavior didn't cost us more than it did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Real borderline yeah. stuff, right? I remember him uh, uh, mossing a guy in the end zone. I forgot which game it was, right? Kentucky. Kentucky. He mossed a guy, right? And he turns around and he flexes on the dude right in front of the ref and i'm like what yeah. are you doing and yeah. it's Kentucky, like i mean man, like say flex i don't mean, I mean disrespectful but come right. on but flex but don't flex right in the dude's face in front of the ref that's nah, Brian's point is like don't act like you did something against kentucky like right yeah but regardless like, were, you, were you doing it in, in the georgia game it how don't matter did he do in but, south but, carolina but listen right. if it was in the georgia game it would have cost us more because they definitely calling it there yeah Right. My, no matter my who you play, like, do it, I, I do it s- on somebody who it means. I want to speak to no, this. No, don't do it at all. <laughs> I did see him getting after certain kids, Gus Malzahn, but he was very selective as to who he got after. Yeah, that's yeah, a favorites. big problem mm-hmm. for a team because yeah. you have to be. I mean, again, these you have to that's as why demand. Kids transfer. Right. You have to demand that for all of your players, not mm-hmm. just some who you like. Right. And that was that was a big problem with Gus. He absolutely got after some kids, but it it some kids did not who deserved it, who did not, who we won't mention tonight because we're being good tonight. But what right. I'm saying is, is that it was he was not consistent in that, and that's a right. problem as a coach if you want to establish a culture for that. That's for, a huge problem. Mm. Yeah, that's a really big problem. So you know, for me, I'm just kind of like what I'm hearing here now is is that there's going to be. You know, maybe it was good, and maybe that's why we saw some of these guys jump early and didn't think about coming back. Yeah. A different yeah. culture was on the way. Hey, we called that. We said, listen, man, I don't think Harson's going to play no games, and I expected some people to get out of Dodge, and they did. And so. they did. So, you know, uh, remember I asked the question. I said, listen, what are all these early, these transfers, and you know, what does all this mean? You know, is it that? These kids aren't buying what Harson is putting down. And I think to some extent that's true. I just think that, you know, it was run a certain way for their entire college careers. And this guy came in and they found out really quickly it was going to be run a different way. Uh-huh. So instead of st- staying, which I don't blame them at all, everybody's got to make the best decision for themselves. Right. You know, right. You know, you play for coach. I mean, these, these, these kids commit to coaches. They do. They do. Most fans don't want to hear it. They want to believe, you know, when you when you make a commitment to a school, you honor it. Man, listen, through that, these these schools don't care about these kids as much as we like to act like we, they do, right? right so right. I'm okay with them committing to coaches. And when that coach leaves, you have a grown up decision to make about whether you want to stay or whether you want to go. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, that's what it boils down to. So, like, you know, uh, some, you know, Seth, you know, uh, 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 Stove, you know, all these guys decided that they were going to go. And I don't blame them for that, but I'm excited now that they're out. Hopefully, whatever attitude and work ethic and anything that was installed in the last administration left with them. I wish right. them well, right. right? But I hope that none of that previous attitude stayed. You have less you, le- you, have, less you have to weed out with this, with this new group right. of players because yeah. the guys who don't really want to be there can leave. So I don't get mad when these guys decide they're not coming back to Mike's point because that's less stuff you have to work through. Right, right. You know, can't agree with this comment more. Great coaches adapt. I mean, I really thought that that was, I mean, uh, uh, Sean Austin, I don't know if you uh, uh, frequent our show. Um, does. So if you are been here, forgive me, but welcome to the War Report family. Uh, I really thought that was Gus's undoing. Failure to adapt, failure to evolve. 
You know, I mean, he just didn't evolve. And, and the coaches around him evolved or their schools evolved and fired those coaches and got coaches that would. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's really what it boiled down to. It just took us, I think, about three years too long to figure it out. Listen, 2017 I, should have I, been his I, last season, even though it would have been a rough call to make, but it should have been. I hope, I hope Playboy D is Nostradamus, and I hope he's correct because I can get behind this this statement moving. He's the next goat. Yeah, I mean, listen, yeah, I can got, get behind this. He's got a goat kind of attitude. I can tell you that much. Yeah, listen, yeah. a guy who was he, actually he campaigning in the right things. He was campaigning to get Boise in a bigger conference because he wanted to play against the big boys. You give him a seat at the biggest table in the nation. Listen, man, we're gonna be playing Ooh. Georgia, Bama, LSU. Every year, without fail, we got big boys scheduled in other conferences. We're not playing, uh, I don't know, we're not playing Indiana for our other conference. We, we played Clemson two of the three of the last 10 years. We play, uh, right. I don't know, we played Oregon, we played Washington, we played the Pac 12 champs, even though Mike doesn't respect that at all. Um, not, listen, we, we are going to play all the big boys, <laughs> we're going to play them everywhere, and he's going to get a chance to show what he can do with resources that a, a big program can provide. I, right. I'm excited. I'm excited about the guy, honestly. Yes, yes, Felix. Yes, did I win you over? <laughs> send, 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 listen, Felix, send me your address, brother. I, I'll, I will send you some comp uh, uh, war report gear. Send me, send me your hoodie size. I will, I will expedite that. Oh, you sending him a hoodie? That's big. spending big money on Felix, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll send him a hoodie. And, and listen, that's not on the company dollar. That's 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 straight from my heart. I'm here for you. So uh, I would say um, uh, we 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 we've got we've got some work to do. Um, definitely this spring. You know, every week that passes, every every war room we do brings us one week closer to spring practices. It looks like we're going to start in the middle of March now. If I saw this that schedule, I think it just released the practice schedule. Did they not? Uh, I'm not sure if it's out. I thought I thought I saw that they were looking. They were targeting mid mid March. Um. Uh, let me see here. They were targeting mid March, uh, so yeah, it's it's they're still targeting mid March. Okay, so uh, in middle of March, we're gonna find out. Um, you know, uh, it looks like Harson had a Zoom call with the players, and you know they're talking about how they're gonna manage it. Um, I haven't heard anything about any COVID setbacks so far. So like, if they keep it on track, we need this spring, fellas. We need this spring. Of course, we need it. Of course, yeah, we, yeah, yeah and, absolutely. And, and if if for some reason they have to delay it, I hope they have it during the summer. Switch it around. You need this. You need these fifteen practices. They cannot not have these fifteen practices in this eight day game. I think they're Appreciate actually going to get um, day, vaccinated. 17th. They were vaccinating certain populations of of the on campus population, students and um, and other uh, staff and stuff like that. So they don't have to wait. They, they don't have to wait for the 75 and older, I think, were first, and, and hospital nurses and doctors. I think, I don't know what the qualifications are. I have to check on that to be sure. But my guess is that those players will have that vaccine before spring camp starts. Because yeah, I, I, I don't I, think they want any setbacks. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I think that it will be uh, one of those things where they'll just – they're going to have spring practice and they're going to make sure everybody's healthy and ready to go. Um, it's going to be really, really interesting. We're, so what, what are we, before we close out here, let me ask you guys this what, beside quarterback. Hold on. Before you ask that, 
Is it sunshine pumping if it's true about Bruce? Yeah, he's proved it. We don't have to pump sunshine. No, yeah, we don't have to pump sunshine. I think it's sunshine pumping. I think it's just facts. But you know what? Okay, yes, so we can be enthusiastic he, he, about he, Bruce. Yes, listen, again, Bruce Pearl wakes up and pisses excellence. All right, right. So yes, whatever we say about him is true. It's facts. Bruce is our perfect example that that the standard was not championship or bust for Gus. It just wasn't. Mm-hmm. Right. We all feel good about Bruce because he's proven he can develop. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's it. And how many how many titles has, has Bruce Pearl won at Auburn so far? Zero. Okay. He took. He got us close. He to has, the final four championship. Right. That's, yeah. Yeah. Right. He got us close in a, in a final four. He got screwed. If you ask me. Yeah. Yeah. We got completely yeah, completely jobbed yeah, by the, the reps. Yeah. Right. And after they those guys left, after he lost, I thought the stat was eighty four percent of his scoring from the previous season. He's still fielding a competitive team in the SEC this year. Yeah. Now, yeah. they got to learn how to close out games. I mean, we're producing regularly one and dones. He has one of the hardest jobs in sports. A college basketball coach who can actually develop turns over his team every year. Yeah. These guys yeah. like uh, Coach K and Calipari and, and, and the ones that are used to doing it, it is really hard. They have to go out and they have to recruit well because they may legitimately only hold on to these guys they turn for over, months. They turn over a new team every year. And then they're gone, right? So I, I hope and pray that, you know, we get an early Christmas gift in 2021 and Sharif decides he's going to stay. I, I don't oh, see it happening man. the way they're evaluating him. But, man, if this kid comes back, you know. With what we uh, got coming uh, in, too? Woo, man, let me tell you. Can you imagine if Okoro and Sharif and, like, if we, we're keeping guys for three years, how ridiculous Bruce oh, Pearl's team would look in three years if he man. could keep guys for three years? It'd be insane. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the football coaches that can develop have that advantage. Right. They don't have to turn guys over every year. Right, yeah, look, look at, at Duke. Look at Duke. It finally <laughs> caught struggling. up to them. They finally caught up to Duke. It, fin- it took like 10 years, though. Yeah. But when you, you know can, what? The advantage when, that, that Bruce Pearl has and that we have here is Duke and Kentucky started building almost exclusively one-and-done teams. We right. actually have two, three, maybe even four players in the rotation that are going to stay and develop. And I think you need that. You need a couple of one-and-done type talents who can be just electric, instant impact like Sharif. But you need right. guys who are experienced, who are defensively sound. Flanagan. Years. Yes, you need Flanagan. those guys. That's why he has as good a chance, if not better, to win here than any other program. Because right. he's going to get some stalwarts that are going to stay and figure it out. And the other guys, you can plug them in and, and get maximum impact. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Like, Listen, Bruce Pearl is one of the greatest developers of talent I've ever seen. You know, yes, and yeah. when we went out and we hired him, I loved it because I remember what he was for Tennessee before he got in trouble. Indeed. You know, and so I just thought I was like, what a great hire. This is an amazing hire. It really and, was. And, and we said, give him a few years and watch. He'll have us competitive. It didn't take him long. What it took three years. Yeah. Four? Was yeah. The fourth year we won the, yeah. the regular season title. Was that? The yeah. Game? Man, listen, man, I hope to pay him back up the Briggs truck for Bruce. Whatever he wants, just get him to stay. Oh, they will. You know? Yeah. yeah, and then just give us a football coach who will kind of do the same thing. That's what right. I hope Harson is. I hope he's our Bruce Pearl. If he is 
you know, 75% of the developer that Bruce is just on the football field, we're in good shape for a long time. He'll have us in the conversation. We'll get over the hump every once in a while, and we won't have to talk about firing our coach every other year. <laughs> Results-wise, I think he, he yeah. can be a Bruce. Personality-wise, I think he's not quite. He don't have to be. No, no, no. He don't have like to be. We Bruce, already got Bruce Bruce, Bruce is a feel-good, light, light, light up the room yeah. personality. Bruce will go yeah. skinny dipping with you. Like, that's that's yeah. Bruce, right? Like, he'll take off his shirt and dance in the student section with the students, right? Yeah. Like, he's I'm done pause, that. I'm he's pause literally that done that. About the skinny dipping part. I'm going to pause. That <laughs> he's literally done that. He's gone shirtless with the Tennessee students and put all face paint and like, you know, that's the kind of coach he is. I don't see Harson doing that, but like, you know, at the end of the day, that's not what we need on the football. Harson may go drag racing with us. So let's just keep that in mind. Of course he will. (laughs) (laughs) I really hate that comment. (laughs) So guys, as always, man, continue to drop comments even after this live uh, goes away and the post is up for this video. Continue to comment. Guys, we read them and we respond. You know that by now, if you've been following us for any length of time, you know we actually will get back with you. And guys, be on the lookout for upcoming content. As we said earlier in the live facts and I will drop Friday. Uh, If you are an insider, uh, insider and a supporter, you uh right. you already have it so right. tonight so we you'll get it tonight so yeah guys be on the lookout for that and uh guys if you don't have anything else we're just gonna sign off as always yeah make sure y'all lock in with this break war eagle war eagle war eagle, war eagle. War eagle.